It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We are continuing our EKU coverage, breaking down the tight end position with tight end coach Kevin McKeithen and tight end Dak Allen. And then we're going to bring in Nathan Hutchinson from Richmond Register uh, Sports to talk about the EKU softball scandal. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. McKinney looks, sets it a pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to an all-new edition, Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. The Sports Stove Podcast is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, serving Colonel since 2016. Mad Mushroom is located across the street from EKU's campus and is well known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Whenever I visit Mad Mushroom Pizza, I like to go inside, have a seat, grab a nice cold soda and some pizza. I love me some pepperoni and sausage pizza and an order of cheese sticks and enjoy some time with the family there as well. And even though I don't partake, uh, they now offer adult beverages as well. Next time you're in town, stop by and tell them the sports stove sent you. You're going to get $5 off your purchase of $20 or more. And you can also go online, madmushroom.com, and use the code SPORTS5. That's S-P-O-R-T-S and the number five. And you'll get that same discount there as well. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. And we're feeding your EKU fix today, and we continue our EKU football position preview 
with the tight end position. Great conversations with Kevin McKeithen and Dak Allen. Then after those uh, interviews are done, we're going to sit down with Nathan um, Hutchinson from Register, uh, Richmond Register, the newspaper, and uh, he's been on top of this EKU softball situation all along, and so we're going to talk with him in detail about that stuff going on as well. But we've got a lot of talking to people today, and so we're going to get right to it. And we're going to start you off with Kevin McKeithen, the tight end and special teams coordinator, tight end coach, special teams coordinator for EKU football. This interview is presented by All Around Roofing. All Around Roofing is a locally owned and operated roofing company, but not just roofing, they handle all of your exterior needs as well. So if you have roofing, siding, windows, gutters, anything on the outside of your house, All Around Roofing will take care of it for you. Go on to Facebook and search All Around Roofing KY to get more information or call 859-489-5179 for a free quote. Let's get you over now to the interview with Kevin McKeithen. We are joined now by EKU tight end coach and special teams coordinator, Kevin McKeithen. Coach, uh, pleasure to have you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks a lot, Vince. It's great to have you. Yeah, so I want to start with interesting, kind of interesting fact. You have a history of working with quarterbacks that end up having brighter futures in other positions. Um, <laughs> a little history with Julian Edelman at Kent State and, of course, now Dak Allen here at EKU. Um, how, how do high school quarterbacks especially – uh, so easily switch into other positions. Uh, well, uh, you're right about that, and and there and there's even a couple more in there too. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that the position itself, first of all, you have to be a leader. Um, you know, and you have to be competitive. You know, the thing is, is that when you're the when you're the high school quarterback, you know, every eye in the stadium is looking at you. Every play that your team has the ball. You know, so you're used to the moment. Um, you're used to having to do multiple things. Uh, I think football intelligence wise, it obviously helps you as well. You know, you read defenses, uh, you make pre-snap reads, you make post-snap reads, you do those things as a quarterback. And, um, you know, when you can couple that with great athleticism, um, you know, when you get athletic quarterbacks that can do multiple things well, um, you know, you're going to you're going to put yourself in position to, uh, to to be able to be successful in different areas of the game as well. And Julian is one and uh, obviously Dax now one as well. And you played quarterback, correct? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I did. I did. Back in the day, I was a, I was a quarterback in high school and college. Yeah. So, so some fun experience there. And, you know, Dak talks a lot about that um, in post-game press conferences last season and, and in interviews that I've heard him do as well. And we'll talk to Dak on this episode as well, but that, how much that experience at quarterback, even in here in college, maybe even especially in college has helped him not only help Parker, but actually, um, maybe mesh with Parker well on that end of, of the receiving end, especially of that, that position at tight end. Well, absolutely. You know, Dak, obviously, you know, our, our staff with Coach Wells came in two years ago and, and uh, going into our third season now. But, you know, Dak took obviously a lot of reps in games at quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. so he understands uh, when Coach Richmond calls a play, he he's going to know every in and out of it, you know. And um, as I've coached different positions along the along my career, you know, really the tight end position 
behind quarterback, you know, you have to know, you know, you really have to know just as much. You've got to know pass protections. You've got to know run game scheme. You've got to know pass game scheme as a receiver. You've got to know how it all fits together. So I think that Dak and Parker have got a great relationship. And I think that really speaks to their maturity as well. You know, you mentioned I've got a past playing quarterback and, and uh, you know, you're always in, co- in quarterback competitions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, those two guys were in quarterback competition, you know, and they've been mature enough, competitively mature enough to have a good friendship and to have a good uh, relationship on the field. I think it really is a great model uh, for, for the rest of our team to, uh, you know, to build a unity and, um, you know, to build a togetherness. So uh, those are those are two of our best. And uh, we're awful glad we have them. Yeah, I love that. I love that point. Uh, I want to go back to what you're talking about, too, with the tight end position needing to you have pass blocking, you have run blocking and you have pass catching uh, and maybe occasionally even a run. But but uh, <laughs> when you're coaching that, how, how much does that I, to me, it seems like it would make it fun having that much variety in a position. But uh, is it fun? Is it hard to kind of how to how does that all play in, I guess? you know, all of the above, uh, you know, um, it, it, it is challenging, um, but, but, but it is a lot of fun to me. You know, I mean, I was brought up, you know, by some, you know, by some really, really good coaches back in the day, started at Kent state and, and, um, a couple of really good coaches there on offense. And they just kind of, you know, brought me into the, into the coaching profession saying, Hey, look, you used to play quarterback, you know, um, everybody wants to be a quarterback coach. Everybody wants to be a, you know, offensive coordinator. you you can be very valuable helping us coach tight ends um, at the same time, just because they have to know all of the different pieces and you can be a, you can be a connector there. So, you know, obviously with the position you watch NFL games now, I mean, there's so much, um, you know, tight ends are used in in such a variety of ways. Now it it is a, um, uh, it's a really advanced position. So it's a cool position to coach and, uh, I really enjoy it, and and more than anything, I enjoy just the just the guys that we have in the room. We've got a really good room, and uh, obviously, we're talking about Dak, but they're all really, really good dudes. Yeah, you do have a great room. Uh, they're guys that are returning uh, with new guys coming in as well, and it's kind of be fun to kind of watch. I like watching these guys uh, and the practices that I've been to and the games I've been to. I enjoy watching these guys, so I'm excited to talk about them. Before we get to the specific players. I want to tie in your special team stuff too. This episode is focused on tight ends, but um, you're you're also running the special team side of things too. And of course, tight ends oftentimes play a pretty big role in the tight end and the uh, special teams as well. So, is there a lot of carryover from the tight end room to the special teams uh, stuff, or how, how do you try to keep that completely separate? How is that to kind of coach two different groups there? Um, you know, I'll be honest, it's a, you know, it's a, that's, that's the real challenge, you know, um, you know, to be obviously as effective as you can be at both. Um, the special teams coordinating is a, uh, um, at the, at the very least to say it can be chaotic, you know, um, you know, you're, uh, you know, but it's a cool, it's a cool responsibility too, because I get to, I get to coach and be in meetings with, with, with everybody. You know, I, I'm coaching DBs and linebackers and some defensive ends, as well as tight ends and receivers and running backs. And really about the only two positions I don't coach on special teams or, you know, quarterbacks and offensive and defensive linemen. And we even use some of them, you know, on some of our punt protection. So, um, you know, it's a it's a it's a really cool responsibility. Those Saturdays, those game days can be awfully hectic, you know, as a special teams coordinator and the game planning. It's a it's a time demanding 
uh, position. But, um, um, you know, to balance it out, you know, having a guy like Dak and, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, Reese and, and, and Malik and, uh, you know, those guys that are with us now for the third straight year. It's great having guys with experience because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can um, you can install plays and you can run them through their individual periods and they're going to have. Uh, I've mentioned competitive maturity already, but, but, you know, they're going to have um, a good plan and a good understanding of, of how to get better every day in practice as well. As a whole, do college athletes buy into special teams? Cause you know, in the pros, you got the starters and then the special teams guys in, in a lot of cases, <laughs> yep. but in college, I mean, I, I think it was Bobby Bowden, but I could be wrong. I, there was a coach that talked about the need for starters to be on special teams. If for no other reason, to have a better shot at the pros, <laughs> getting an opportunity uh, there as well. But how, do, do you see college athletes buying into special teams? Uh, you know, I think you do. I think you're starting to see it more. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, the, you know, a, a primary motivating factor for so many guys now uh, in this day and age and playing college football is to have a chance to make it at the next level. And um, you see it all over social media. That's what guys, you know, are focusing on so much. And um, I think that that is a connecting point that, um, you know, if, if they can be good in college on special teams, you know, they're going to have a great, you know, they're going to have a greater value. You know, coach Wells talks about creating value for yourself and value for our team all the time. And and that's exactly what the NFL does, you know? So if if you're a guy that, um, you know, can be a starter on, two or three special teams units, uh, you know, as an offensive and defensive player, man, you're going to really increase it. So um, I think that that is the challenge, you know, because you also bring young guys in, you know, so um, they're learning all new offensive and defensive schemes. And then all of a sudden you're calling a punt play. That's a lot different than what they had in high school, you know, so um, you got to coach them and teach them in the right way and keep things simple and be aggressive at the same time. So um, it is a, it's a great challenge. It's one that I am, uh, you know, one that I have embraced and, uh, it, uh, it's been it's been cool to dive into it here the last couple of years. Let's get into the players. We'll start with Dak because he is tied in one, I guess. He, you guys are kind of you're, – you're unique again. We talked about this with the quarterbacks last week is not to say there's no competition, but you have a clear-cut number one in the room with Dak coming back and, and being here. So how – you've kind of talked about with the special team side of it, but how does it help you on the offensive side as well having – such an experienced guy like Dak, uh, they're kind of leading the way for the crew. Well, I think you. I think the first thing you always do, you know, when you're, you know, you whether you come into a new job or a new position or whatever it is, you always evaluate the guy's character, you know. And you know, Dak is a Dak is a natural leader just because of how hard he works, you know. So I mean, you can throw him in any group, any position group, and he he works. He just works so hard. His off season training, uh, his uh, his practice intensity, uh, people are just you know their their eyes go to him because of how intense he is. Um, so that was a blessing for him, you know, for us in the tight end room to have him transition over, um, you know. So um, it's great to have a guy with that type of experience and, and that type of leadership. You know, we always talk about showing first and leading second and, um, you know, trying to teach guys how to be better leaders. And Dak certainly embodies that. And that makes it that that does. Uh, I'm, I'm spoiled. <laughs> That's for sure to have him. And the other guys have played a lot now, too. Yeah. And, and, you know, last year, Dak had a good season. Um, I think there's room for growth still in, in what he did last season, but uh, he had a good season. So what are you expecting? What kind of leap are you expecting uh, from Dak this year on the field? Well, you know, we saw, um, you know, you can honestly just look at him 
and and you can see how much bigger he is, you know, now he, you know, he played last year anywhere from, you know, 225 to 230, you know, and, um, and he embraced the physical part of the game. Um, but if you see him this spring, you know, you see him this summer, I mean, he's in the, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's flirting with 250 regularly, certainly was this spring. And, and, um, you know, he's, um, you know, so, so you're going to see that growth, you know, physically in him. Um, I think the area that he's going to tell you that we want him, you know, to improve the most is obviously in the blocking game, in the physicality part of the game. Um, you know, Dak's one of those tight ends, you know, he's, he's not, you know, a, a, a specific type of tight end. He does it all. You know, he can line up with his hand in the dirt next to the tackle. Um, he can play in the offset H-back position, you know, to where he can move around the backfield. And then he can go out and play slot receiver or, you know, a single receiver, you know. So he can do it all. Um, so when you talk about being a jack of all trades, being able to do all of that because of his athletic ability and his matchup, you know, uh, presentation in the passing game, um, you got to be sure that you focus on, you know, keep the main thing the main thing. And bottom line is that tight ends in the game because he's bigger and he's going to be more physical. He can go in there and block linebackers and defensive linemen. So um, that's where we want to focus the most on Dak, work on pad level, work on, um, you know, uh, keeping his uh, keeping his hands inside and then also being physical in the passing game as well. I mean, I, I you know, um, I've been around a couple of good tight ends in the past and, and um, you know, I think that there is a lot a lot of potential for Dak, you know, if, you know, to come out and have a great year this year. And, you know, I really can't wait to see how his hard work is going to pay off and to, you know, turn that growth. And, and, um, you know, I'm honored just to be with him. He's a great young man, just to, you know, my job as a coach to help him get there. And he's a really, really good guy. And um, I really can't wait to see how good he's going to be this fall. Yeah, it's going to be a fun season with them for sure. Uh, two guys that got a, a fair amount of playing time last year as well, and, and it didn't seem like there was a major drop-off when Dak came off and Malik or Reese came in. Now, there was some differences and some different things for sure, but uh, both Malik Owens and Reese Adkins got a lot of playing time last year, and they both, from just from what I can see from the outside and through their social media and stuff like that, they're they're both pretty excited for what's ahead this season for them as well. Well, I'm glad that uh, that they are excited. They both have, uh, you know, they both have grown, um, both physically and, um, you know, just with their experience. Now, like you mentioned, they'd got some very, some very significant snaps last year. Um, you know, being on the field in some in some big moments. Malik has caught a touchdown pass each of the past two years, and um, you know, Reese has really grown. Uh, he's got he's gotten stronger. Uh, he's learned the offense better. Um, you know, both of those guys, um, you know, have all of the have all of the potential in the world to, uh, you know, to really be uh, to be great in in, uh, in different roles for us. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I mean, in, in Coach Richmond is very unique and creative with how he uses tight ends as well. And that's the that's the name of the game in the NFL right now. You know, they're playing with two and even three tight ends on the field at times. And it doesn't even look like it because you can put them out in different wide receiver positions, you know. So both of those guys um, give us that capability. And, um, you know, as a unit, we've got plenty of room to improve our consistency and improve our physicality. But really like both of those guys, especially now that they've played for two seasons. Now, I won't tell anybody, but uh, are we going to see some three tight end sets and passing situations this year? <laughs> well, you'll just have to come and, uh, and you, know, you know come out to uh, to Roy Kidd Stadium this fall and check it out to see for yeah. yourself. But uh, I know as the tight ends coach that uh, I'm certainly confident and uh, believe in my guys to go out there and execute whatever Coach Richmond decides to call in his creative offense. Definitely. I've got my seat reserved. I'll be there. Um <laughs> 
you guys bring in uh transfer joseph uh is it sewell or yeah sewell yes sir that's the right name uh he's from mtsu which is my neck of the woods i grew up in murfreesboro yeah. and uh and but joseph comes in and he's got some size on him as well i don't know anything about him other than that <laughs> but what are you liking out of what you're seeing out of him Oh man, Joseph has a, uh, you know, he comes in as a, uh, he's one of those, uh, he's one of those super seniors, you know, he's a grad transfer, uh, comes in and he will, um, um, you know, Joseph has a very well-rounded set of tight end skills. You know, mm-hmm. he, um, he comes in and he, he has the ability to block. You've mentioned his size. Um, he, he's got a very good downhill ability to him in the run game. Uh, he's played, he played in multiple games at Middle Tennessee State over the past two or three seasons, uh, in different roles, uh, you know, specifically a tight end as well. Um, he's got very good hands. You know, he played at Blackman High School, uh, right there in your neck of the woods and, um, uh, uh, there in, uh, uh, there in the mid state of Tennessee and uh, had a very good career there. And, um, you know, Joseph really, um, you know, he he brings in uh, what 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 I would call a um, a well roundedness, you know, of skill set um, that, quite frankly, you know, if we do, you know, when Dak has to come off of the field, or you know, maybe even he can come off the field a little bit more to save him up a little bit in terms of his conditioning. Um, you know, Joseph really provides, I think, a great um, a great stabilizing force in there because of his experience and his well-roundedness. So I tell you what, he has been really good about, you know, coming in and working on his own to learn everything this summer. So I'm um, excited about him. And then the other guy on on the depth chart right now is A.J. King. Uh, yeah. I, I honestly don't know much about him. He caught my eye a couple times in spring practice yeah. uh, when I was out watching. Um, but uh, what can you tell us about A.J. and what he brings to the team? You know, you know, A.J. is, you know, he's from Lexington Catholic. You know, obviously a great program here in, here in central Kentucky. And, and I'll tell you the thing that you're going to hear that, that you know and people know here about A.J. is, is that he has improved. He has really, really worked hard. Um, and, and he has become a guy who, as he as he eyes the end of his time here here, here at EKU over the next couple of years, he he has the potential to grow into some into to, into some significant snaps on the field if he continues on that trend. He's a hard worker. He's 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 on a leadership group now within our team and our program, um, and he has matured and he has really stuck with it. And um, you know, just you know, this is a you know, day and age of, of uh, you know, all kinds of transfers and all kinds of things like that out there. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you've got two or three episodes of this podcast to talk about all the changing parts of college football, right? But AJ has been uh, has been on the other side of that. He has stuck with it. And um, and, and, and I am very proud of the, uh, of the of the competitive player that he has become and look forward to continuing uh, to work with him here the next few years. When at tight end, when do you see the biggest jump? Is it from freshman to sophomore, first year to second year, second year to third year? How, when typically do you see the biggest jump for players? You know, I think it's, uh, it, it's more related to their, to their willingness to play physically. You know, it really mm-hmm. is, you know, sometimes that can be, you know, I mean, I mean, that can be training camp of your first, you know, of your, of your freshman year. Um, you know, it might take two or three years sometimes, um, it, but, but, but it's always tied to their willingness to hit, to their willingness to block. And a lot of times that's related to their strength. You know, you get them into a college football, you know, strength and conditioning program, you know, guys come in and weigh 220 pounds and all of a sudden, you know, they go home and, you know, they can't wear the same shirts they were wearing, you know, because they weigh 240 now. And, you know, it's always tied to their willingness to block and their willingness to hit. And sometimes that takes guys, you know, a couple months. Sometimes it takes them a couple years. But that's always what it's tied to, in my opinion. Hmm. 
That's great stuff. Uh, Kevin McKeithen, tight end coach, special teams coordinator, EKU. Coach, we want to leave you with this last question. we got a new sponsor this year, Mad Mushroom Pizza, has joined the program. So we're closing out our interviews this year by asking your favorite pizza toppings. If you're ordering a pizza, what are you putting on it? Oh, man, that is a great thing to think about here in the afternoon, uh, getting ready for dinner. Um, I'm always uh, – I like pepperoni, mushroom, and banana peppers. That's kind, okay. of my, that's kind of my little trio that I like to go with. That's your go-to. I like it. I'm not a mushroom guy myself, but uh, uh, but I can appreciate that other people like it uh, just fine. Uh, Coach, I really do appreciate you taking the time. It was uh, great talking to you and looking forward to what your tight end group and your special teams group puts out on the on the field this year. I know we've got high expectations. I know you guys have them for yourselves as well. And uh, we're looking forward to, to, to what happens for EKU football this season. All right. Well, thank you very much for your support. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a locally owned company servicing Madison County and all of Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, siding, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and more. All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Call today, 859-489-5179 to get a free quote. That's 859-489-5179. We can handle your all-around exterior needs at All Around Roofing. Mad Mushroom Pizza is now a proud sponsor of the Sports Stove Podcast. Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving EKU's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Colonel's amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them the Sports Stove sent you, and you'll get $5 off any order over $20. Or visit online, madmushroom.com, and when you order, enter the code SPORTS5, SPORTS5, and you'll get that $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour. And again, a huge shout out and thank you to Coach McKeithen for coming on. A great conversation with him and enjoyed uh, chatting with him about it. But we're going to keep things moving because uh, we got a lot more to talk about here in this episode. Next up is tight end Dak Allen. Never had him on the show last season, which is kind of mind boggling. Uh, but uh, he was kind enough to come on for us right now. Uh, this interview is presented by IPM Pest and Termite, Central Kentucky's neighborhood pest professionals. You have ants or spiders? What about those pesky little centipedes? IPM Pest and Termite can help you. If you live in Madison County or surrounding areas, uh, use IPM Pest and Termite, locally owned and operated. The technicians show up when they say they're going to show up, and their services are guaranteed. You can't ask for a whole lot more than that. So IPM Pest and Termite, Central Kentucky's neighborhood pest professional. Visit myipm.com for more information. All right, let's get you the interview now with Dak Allen. We are joined now by EKU tight end Dak Allen. Dak, I just started thinking about it. I didn't have you on last year. I apologize, but thanks for being on with us right now. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Definitely. Uh, last year was quite the year for you as uh, you kind of made your complete transition to tight end. You led the team uh, with five receiving touchdowns. You had big game against Jacksonville State to end the season, uh, the regular season at least. 
uh, there as well. Seven catches, 111 yards. You've already kind of got some pub this year. Hero Sports ranks you the number 10 tight end in FCS. Uh, so do you feel like you are uh, where you want to be as a tight end these days? Uh, I would say no. Okay. I'm not near where I want to be. Um, switching over last year and trying to learn everything was new, and I feel like I underachieved a lot more than what I should have. Um, so I didn't play really to my standard. Um, but, you know, I was learning and learning on the fly and just going out there and playing every Saturday with the guys. Seems like by the end of the year, you you had caught on <laughs> completely. I know there's still some room for growth, but uh, things started to come, come better and better as the season went on. This is the first year in your EKU career that you neither uh, threw a pass or uh, had a rushing attempt. I'm surprised uh, Coach Rickman and Coach Wells didn't have you throw the ball at least once this past season. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> me and you both. <laughs> so, uh, so have you? Did you uh, talk to them about that? Say, hey, I, can I throw me in some gadget plays. Yeah, I, I bring. I, we joke about it every now and then. I bring it up, and uh, you know, we we sit around and joke about it. But I'm sure we'll get something uh, going this year. Sure, sure. Now we uh, we talked with Coach McKeithen a little bit about you. Let me ask you, uh, what's the area you think you need to grow in the most uh, this coming season? Uh, I think the biggest thing that I want to grow in is the block, the blocking aspect side of things. Um, you know, I, I held my own last year, but there's a lot of room for improvement for me. For me, after watching film and you know just studying myself and studying you know NFL guys and seeing how they do it and um, you know me and Coach McKeithen we talk about it a lot and I talk with Coach Losey and Bo Lyman a lot about it and, uh, you know that's something that I want to continue to strive to get better in and, uh, because I'm going to have to do it at the next level. Now Coach said you have uh, added some weight this offseason he said you're close to 250 uh, how are you feeling with the additional weight? Uh, I feel faster and stronger. Um, I actually, the most I've gotten up to is 251. And like I said, I feel faster and stronger and better than ever. So, so it's not donut weight. It's, it's, it's muscle. Uh, weight. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more muscle. <laughs> oh man. Uh, now I know the receiving side of it and we talked in post game press conferences with about this, this past season, kind of came somewhat natural, especially in the sense that you kind of have that quarterback vision and things like that. But the blocking, as you've talked about, an area to improve in, but it's also something you really haven't done much of. Did you do any of it, like in high school or anything like that? Uh, no, I mean, never never did it in high school. and I was always just quarterback. and uh, But, no, I, yeah, I can improve. Like I said, after watching film, there's areas – for oh, there's always areas for improvement, and um, you know we talk about our releases and things like that, and uh, you know that's something that us as a group and as a receiving core we all want to get better on. Yeah, so talk to me about the other tight ends in the room because you are the senior leadership. Of course, Joseph Sewell comes over from uh, MTSU, so he's a senior. He adds some veteranness to the room, but uh, Malik and Reese there, of course, you you worked with them last year as well, and. And uh, they came out and, and uh, got some snaps last year as well. So how do you feel about this tight end room? And, and what can we expect from the whole room this, this coming season? 
Uh, I, I mean, I feel feel really good about our room. I think um, the offense will probably run through us. Um, that's me saying that selfishly, but um, I think we are a big part of the offense in the run game and the pass game. Um, but we, you know, we all bring something different to the table, which is uh, very key for us. Um, but no, Reese and Malik and uh, you know Joe. Joe just got here, so um, Reese and Malik, you know, they put in a ton of work in the off season, and um, we're all in there. You know, they they try to learn from me, and I try to learn from them, and we all just bounce ideas off of each other and try and get better in that that aspect of things. And I think Joe will uh, come in and help us out. Um, you know, with his betterness and um, things like that. So, like I said, I'm super excited for our room and uh, super excited for the season to see what we can do. Now, Coach McKeithen kind of flirted with the idea of a three tight end set, but not necessarily like a, a jumbo set, but more of a spread out, uh, but using three of the tight ends at the same time. Uh, I kind of pressed him on a little bit, kind of backed off of it once I started doing that. But uh, do you think that you guys could handle – you know, a, a formation where you got all three of you on the field in a passing situation. Um, yeah, for sure. Reese is coming along really well, and so is Malik. And like I said, you know, it kind of was natural for me, but there's things that I want to work on in um, this season, and I have worked on in the off season. And, um, you know, I played in the slot and outside last year a lot. And those guys were, whenever they came in there, a lot of times they were, you know, in pads on the line. But Malik and Reese both played in the slot a little bit. And, uh, I'm sure Joe will as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's something that we want as a group, and we talk about it a lot and bounce ideas off of each other and, you know, try and draw plays and just think of different things that we can do. What's your favorite thing to do that you're going to have a role in that's not at tight end? I assume you'll do some special team stuff. Would that be true? Yeah, I, yeah, I did special teams last year as well. Um, I'm looking forward to doing special teams this year, and uh, I've been long snapping a little bit too, so that okay. would be fun to get in there and do it. I mean, at this point, I've punted in the game. I've played quarterback, tied in, call, I've thrown, ran, so there's not much that I haven't done, so uh, that would be, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, I know uh, Coach Wells has had – some different scouts come through the program uh, and things like that. Have you heard anything from the scouts or from the coaches about uh, things that you're going to improve on this year, things that are going to help you get to the next level? I assume you want to play football after college. Would that be true? Yeah, that's that's true. Um, yeah. You know, the biggest thing was with all the scouts last year was, um, you know, it was my first year, come back, prove I can do it again, mm-hmm. gain some weight, and obviously get better in the blocking game um, mm-hmm. because – in order to play at the next level, I have to do some of that, and um, you know you have your you have your blockers in the NFL, and then you have your you know Kelseys and Kittles and Darren Wallers and Dalton Schultz and people like them. So yeah, uh, who do it? Who do both? But um, yeah, that was the biggest thing. Like was weight and um, just footwork things. So I put on the weight. I put on the weight and uh, things like that. So, uh, Have you looked into that tight end university they do in Nashville every year? Yeah, so I, I've 
actually I follow it on Instagram and you know I watch it every year so try and take um, some things from that and uh, like I said I watch a bunch of NFL film and I watch those guys all the time on YouTube or and here in the uh, facility so uh, Is there- I try and take bits and pieces from each one of them and try to apply it to my game. Is there one guy that you really like to watch to kind of take from, or is it really just a complete gamut of everybody? Um, I really like I really like Kittle in the run game, so I want to study him a lot. But uh, in the pass game, you know, I, I, really, I really like Kelsey, and I like Waller. Um, I think Kelsey, just the way he runs his routes, he, you know, he's never really full speed. He's always just kind of feeling his way through and then, He's such a dynamic athlete where he can just make his decision and go off of that. Definitely. All right. So this is Dak Allen tied in here at EKU. And we close out our interviews this year, Dak, asking everybody. We have a new sponsor this year, Mad Mushroom Pizza. So we ask everybody, if you're ordering a pizza, what's your toppings? What's your favorite thing to have on a pizza? Uh, so I love Mad Mushroom. and I love the deals that they have. Obviously, they have deals every day of the week, but uh, my favorite would have to be pepperoni, bacon, and uh, chicken. Pepperoni, bacon, and chicken. All right, that's a nice combo with the side of with the side of ranch and marinara. So, <laughs> all right, very good. Well, we uh, we if you order more than twenty dollars, tell them about that you uh, uh, you watch or are on the Sports Stove podcast. They'll give you five bucks off your purchase. Uh, so there you go. Uh, wonderful, Dak. Thanks so much for being on with us. And again, I can't believe I didn't have you on last year. I apologize now. No, for that. you're fine. <laughs> but, Better late uh, than ever. That's right. Uh, we're looking forward to this season. Really excited about what the team looks like and excited to go out and, and support and cheer you guys on this, this year. So thank you again for coming on and good luck in the coming season. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I'm ready to yes. pack the kid. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's M-Y-I-P-M dot com. Mad Mushroom Pizza is now a proud sponsor of the Sports Stove Podcast. Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving EKU's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Colonel's amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them the Sports Stove sent you and you'll get $5 off any order over $20. Or visit online, madmushroom.com. And when you order, enter the code SPORTS5. SPORTS5, and you'll get that $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. And a great interview with Dak, and appreciate him coming on as well and spending some time with us today. So thank you, Dak, for doing so uh, there. All right, uh, next up, and we're keeping things rolling here today, Nathan Hutchinson is going to join us. Uh, he's from Richmond Register uh, Sports. He's a sports editor there at the paper in Richmond, and he has covered in great detail the EKU softball, we'll use the word scandal, and uh, so I asked Nathan to come on. I, I really do appreciate Nathan. Uh, he's I've been on his program a couple of times 
and uh, we hang out basketball games. We sit together uh, down there watching the games and then the press conferences, and then we chat during football season as well. And when I first saw Caitlin's tweet, we'll mention this in the interview, so maybe I don't need to tell you, but uh, um, I immediately thought this is something that needs to be covered and covered well. And I don't really have the time to dive into it deeply. And uh, so I messaged Nathan. I said, have you seen this yet? And he said, I haven't had a chance to sit down and read it yet. Um, so he read it uh, later on. And then, and, and you know, I just I told him, I was, I'm going to let you cover it. And I'm going to read what you write and kind of follow it through you as well. Uh, Nathan does such a great job uh, with, with just presenting facts and putting stuff out there. He, he did have one opinion piece as well, but he lets you know what when that is. And um, I really respect the hard work that Nathan puts in and covering the sports in Madison County. He does a great job with it, man. So I wanted to bring him on and chat about the stuff going on uh, here with EKU Softball. And uh, we had a, a somewhat lengthy conversation. So uh, so sit back, grab some popcorn, and enjoy this conversation with Nathan Hutchinson. We are joined now by Richmond Register Sports Editor Nathan Hutchinson. Nathan, uh, I've been on your little program there a couple times, and uh, we get to hang out a lot at that basketball games. And you finally returned the favor and had me on your program. Finally, yeah, you um, uh, you finally sent me the ultimatum. So uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> a twenty dollar bill came in the mail. So, no. I, I, no, I think no. my face is on 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 TV enough, but I'm, I'm more than happy to come on here and, and do that. But between all the yeah. stuff we do, I think I think people see enough of my ugly mug. But uh, very, very happy to be on that. Yes, and I appreciate your support of, of this program, and uh, also, you know, you're you're doing the heavy lifting right now. We've we've uh, spent the whole episode today talking about football, and we want to transition to talk about the softball thing because we think it's important. And uh, and like I said, you've kind of been leading the way on this. Lex eighteen picked it up finally, um, but locally, other than a couple sentences here and there, no one else is really covering this story. So it's it's good to see it being covered and. I mean, my goodness, you're talking to all kinds of people. So let's start with the the beginning, right? So Monday, the uh, Caitlin comes out with her post, and uh, and then by Tuesday, you're full full fledged into this story. What when it first popped? What was kind of your initial thoughts, and then how has that changed through the process? Well, I mean, I uh, I didn't see it Monday, and I was uh, I was in a training session at work where we're going through a whole we're changing computers, which you know. Uh, so we all had to be there and all this stuff. And so I'm sitting there and my phone goes off and Zach Cumbus, who used to be the progress, uh, Eastern progress, uh, editor, he sent it to me, you sent it to me, somebody else sent it to me. And, uh, so I'm in this training session and I look at it and it's six pages long. And I was like, Oh, I was like, well, I'll, I'll look at it later, you know? And so, uh, when I finally had a chance to sit down and look at it, um, I mean, yeah, it was, there was some pretty, pretty heavy stuff there. Um, and, um, uh, so, I mean, you know, I, I just hit her up on Twitter and said, do you want to talk? And I mean, I'm, I'm more than willing to give somebody a voice. And uh, it's, uh, I mean, uh, talking to her was, you know, I mean, she, you know, she seemed like a very credible young lady, uh, you know, said someone who said she never had mental health issues. And, uh, you know, especially the things she said about food in particular um, were really striking. And then, you know, to me, um, it, you know, it, going through the continent, all the comments and current players also jumped in there and supported her and former players. And, uh, and it was, it was kind of striking. And then, 
the next day I got to talk to three former players, including one and who lives in Spain. And, uh, and that was really when I talked to those three, those three ladies and what they had to say, uh, really, really just, it, it struck a chord with me and it really had an effect on me because, um, when you talk to 30 year old women and I've even talked to some women who are as old as 42 and they, you know, they, they still have, you know, you know, emotional scars from what happened to them all those years ago. And, um, that's just, it's just horrible. And, uh, you know, a lot of the, and I talked to women, I mean, I, I spent, I, I guarantee you, I've talked to about 10 now, but, and, and almost every one of those conversations I've, that you was almost an hour, you know, and because they wanted, they just want someone to listen to them and to talk to them and hear what they had to say. And it's remarkable how, how very similar their stories are, but also very unique in, in their own ways as well. Um, but, you know, so a lot of the same themes come up over and over again. And I know, you know, I know I came out on Friday and with a, with a column saying that I thought she should be fired. And some people thought that was premature, but you know what? I just, that was my, gut visceral reaction to listening to three days of hearing these women tell their stories. And I, you know, I had this woman on FaceTime and she starts crying, you know, crying about, and she, she graduated, you know, 10 years ago and she starts crying, you know, talking about the things that happened and, you know, for something that happened to you that long ago to still have that much of an effect on you. Um, it just, you know, it, it, you know, we, we, you know, it's mental health is a big thing now. I know, Trust me, I social media is lit up with all kinds of, you know, they're snowflakes, they're weak, they're, you know, a generation full of pansies and they can't take it anymore. And some of this goes back to 1998 and I've talked to women as far back as that. So, so yeah, I just kind of went from there and I, 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 I wasn't trying to take up the cause. I wasn't trying to fight anybody's battles for them. But when you talk to people and they genuinely pour their hearts out to you and tell you these things, I just couldn't help but put their, put their stories out there. Yeah, I could tell just in the messaging that you and I have done over the last week or so that it did hit home with you. It wasn't just a story. It was, it was actually became kind of personal for you as yeah. well. And, you know, we got to ask about and think through this because you and I are both old enough to remember uh, a generation that, you know, was just told to push through it. Um, and whether it was right or wrong, that was kind of the mindset. And most people accepted that. And then as we move forward, me and my dad, we had a show on uh, Sunday night and we were talking about Bobby Knight a little bit. And I just pointed out the fact that Bobby Knight couldn't survive in the current setting. And and, you know, maybe there are coaches out there that are as good of X's and O's coaches like Bobby Knight, but they'll never see the light of day because they don't have the personality that can handle. uh, They can't treat people right, basically, is what it comes down to uh, there. But. I, and I'm careful with this because obviously when you talk about mental health, it gets very sticky very fast, but um, you've kind of talked about this already, but it's, it's clear that it isn't just a generational thing. Again, you say you go back to 1998 back when, back then I'm sure people just said, Hey, you need to tough it out, you know, rub some dirt on it kind of, kind of mentality, but the scars that are left over, like you mentioned, you know, it's not, it's not as simple as uh, it's a different generation. It seems like it's it's more complex to the point of it's actually a, a thing that stays with Jane Worthington all the way through. Yeah, and and that's you know, and, I, and to be totally transparent here, like I said, I've talked to about ten people who who have uh, come forward with these. I hate to say, say allegations, like accusations. That all sounds so horrible, but about ten women who have come forward, and I, we've also I've gotten about five emails 
from people who support her as well. And so I want to make sure that, that we have had people contact who support us, uh, you know, including I got, I got an email yesterday from Jonel Sora, who's in the EKU Hall of Fame, one of the greatest softball players that ever played there. But I will say this, that a lot of the, the emails I got in support were, you know, just, oh, she's, you know, uh, you know, we had a lot of success. We won championships, blah, 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 blah you know, that, and, you know, and she's a great coach and great person. And, uh, you know, she's great to me. And uh, and that every everybody has a different story. And, um, you know, uh, there, there was a woman that last night I, I shared it on Twitter earlier where um, one of the first women I interviewed, you know, just she's uh, she put out another statement because she's getting a lot of crap on social media from people, you know, and she said, you know, her comment was just because it didn't happen to you doesn't mean it didn't happen. Mm. And that's perfect. I mean, you, these teams have perfect. That's you know, the perfect way of looking at it because these teams, you know, she has 20 to 25 kids a year on a team. And, um, so maybe, you know, and once again, everybody's different and, um, how you, you know, you, you, they, how they react to things or whatever. But, uh, so if someone comes forward and says, well, that didn't happen to me. And, you know, because it, it kind of feels like, especially on social media, I, I keep getting this, this question that people are like, well, how many have come forward and how many are, are defending her? And it's like, it's not a numbers game here. It's not, we're not doing percentages, you know, and it's, it's like, uh, if you get to, you know, it's 51, 49, that your team wins or something. And it's not, it's not about that. These are individual people's lives, you know, and these are things that still affect them years later. When, you know, when Caitlin Young came out, so many of these people were like, thank God, you know, right. like one, one of them told me I'd been waiting for this day for a long time, hmm. you know, and just when the, when they, when grown women use words like terrified to describe their college coach 10, 15, 20 years after, yeah, they graduated. When I, a woman who graduated in 19, or she played in 1998, 99, uh, but when she says she still has reoccurring nightmares, mm-hmm. it's like, what, what happened? You know, right. there, there's, I mean, there's obviously something, something here. Um, and, you know, it, you know, it's, and, I, and like I said, I, I told you this before we, I told you this before we came on the air. I want to make this clear too. I have talked to at least two different women who have gone through the interview process with EKU. And um, then both of them were interviewed by HR phone interviews. Both of them said they were very thorough, uh, very uh, forthright. They were uh, given follow-up questions. They were given time to say what they wanted to say. Uh, they also were, uh, and so both of them felt very comfortable. And so I'm very, uh, I'm very glad to say and report that I think that EKU is doing a very, very thorough, genuine, honest investigation into this. I know the folks at EKU right now probably don't like me very well, but I do believe that they are really doing this right. And I want to make sure that everybody knows that. Um, but so, I mean, that, that's a question I wanted to ask Because again, you've been around here a while. I'm still relatively new to the area and especially to the university. And so a lot of people have talked, have kind of made that little comment where they're just going to sweep this under the rug. And I mean, again, I'm relatively new to the area. So, so I don't have the history with the university, but it seems like the leadership that's in there right now, I just don't see that from them. And so what's the reasoning behind so many people saying they're just going to sweep this under the rug? Well, I mean, I think that's uh, you're hearing that, I think, from a lot of the accusers, because uh, over the years, people did come forward and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just don't. This has gotten, I think, big enough now that they probably uh, can't do that. And, right. and even moving forward, even even moving forward, if if they decide to keep Jane Worthington and bring her back for her 31st season, um, things still have to change. I mean, they have to, you know, look at what happened at Jacksonville University. We had a, a, a somewhat similar situation. Um, 
where there was a, a track and field athlete who was heavily um, uh, belittled and uh, you know physically or you know, mentally and uh, you know abused and tough stuff like that. And she eventually ended up taking her life and mm-hmm. committing suicide. And thank God that that has never happened here, and hopefully will never happen here. But uh, but they immediately fired that coach and put all kinds of uh, you know mental health pers- you know stuff into place, protocols, extra counselors things like that. And, you know, maybe that's what has to happen here too, because look, <laughs> us old guys like us, and even a lot of the folks on social media who have been given these, these uh, women, a lot of hell, even if you think this generation is soft and they're all a bunch of snowflakes and all that stuff. Well, guess what? That's what they are. And so if you want to recruit young people to come play sports at Eastern Kentucky university going forward, you don't want to have this, stigma attached to you so moving forward they do have to do something to address this put put counselors in place uh put some more protocols in place or something because it's not just going to affect the softball team it's going to affect the entire university because everyone every possible recruit that comes here you don't think every other a sun team uh their coaches when it comes to recruiting are going to go oh eku oh well, <laughs> what happened over there right you know yeah. so they you know uh, whether or not you the university and those people feel like that what these accusations are one true and two, they're, um, you know, raised to the level of, of termination. I still think they have to move forward with some kind of uh, mental health reforms and that type of thing. Just, you know, they talk and talk and talk about student athletes and how important the student athletes are. And so now they really have to, to step up and do that and uh, make that a part of all this. Even, even if the keeper, I mean, you know, I, 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 you know, at this point, I think it would be really hard to move forward with her as the coach. I mean, that's obviously up to her, up to, I mean, up to the, the university. Uh, but even if they do keep her in place, I think you do have to do some, some mental health stuff. And is it, that's what kids of this generation are going to look at. And if they look at other teams in your conference, who are doing stuff like that and, um, and you're not, then I think it's, it's going to be to your detriment. I talked with a parent of a UK softball player and of course they've got a former EKU player on staff there. And, and so I asked, Hey, what's the word? going on there. And, and her response was it's Haley Sims. Um, she said never a fit should have never been hired. Uh, she's got issues. She's got problems. She said that that lady said it's, she doesn't think it's Jane Worthington is the problem. Although I think the 1998 story would, would debunk that. Uh, but she immediately went to Haley Sims and said, she's the problem. Um, so I still can't think, I cannot believe that Jane Worthington will be the coach next year. Um, but if she somehow is, there's no way Haley Sims is still on the staff, is she? I mean, I would think not. The other assistant already has left. Um, hmm. I think her name was Robin Layton. I, I may be wrong about that, uh, but I'm pretty sure that's what her name was. But she has left. Uh, Haley Sims is still listed on the roster on the website, along with the only set. There's only seven players left on the yeah. roster at this point, and a bunch of them were cut. A bunch of them transferred. Um, so that's not entirely because of all this. I don't want to insinuate that. Uh, that's you know, it's happened since then. There was only seven players on the roster last Monday when she said that. So that's not right. making the correlation there. But uh, I, I've heard similar things. I don't, Once again, I, I don't know Haley, but we have people from all eras. Uh, I, well, I have people talking to me from all eras saying the same thing. Now, I did, you know, uh, I had two current players or two recent players, you know, who said, yeah, Haley and Jane were kind of the same personality, kind of very negative uh, and she, and you know, the one, the one person said, yeah, it made it worse. It was just like gasoline on a fire. And so it kind of just, everything got amped up even further. And it just, um, you know, it wasn't a good fit. Um, 
And so, and it just kind of made the situation worse, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I have heard that about her. Um, like I said, the other assistant's already gone. Uh, I tried to contact her through Twitter and wasn't able to get any uh, kind of a response. So, um, but yeah, I'd certainly heard that, but uh, she was yeah. only in the last two years. So, but uh, I know that I just, the two people that I know who were on the, the most recent team, you know, both very uh, adamant that, um, and actually across all generations, it was when they lost. I just talked to a woman who was, who was a student uh, manager uh, mm. just, just earlier today as I was, uh, I was driving around town and you know, she was a student manager a few years back. And he said, after they lost, it was horrible. I mean, just running them till they puked. And uh, mm. so it, you know, it was, it's been pretty bad across all ears, but I think uh, certainly uh, Haley and uh, Jane uh, kind of fueled each other's fires a little bit from what I understand. Yeah. You know, I talked to somebody in the athletic department and they're they're What they said was she didn't have anybody on the staff that the girls felt they could go to and really talk to in, in confidence. And, uh, and the way they put it was that's, that's really bad. You got to have that somebody on your staff, the girls can go to and pour their heart out to and listen, someone that will listen to them. Um, you know, it's, it's okay to have the good cop, bad cop, so to say, although I, you know, it sounds like coach Worthington crossed the line with that bad cop, but, uh, but there, again, the mindset was that you've got to have somebody on the staff they can go to, that they trust that will listen, that they can, pour their heart out to basically and not feel like they're at risk of getting uh won't run till they puke <laughs> kind of kind of mentality uh yeah. with this yeah and, and once again you get i'm getting a lot of this stuff on, on on facebook and twitter about you know well they can have expectations about their weight they can have <laughs> you know uh there's nothing wrong with them telling them they have to lose you know 10 15 20 pounds there's nothing wrong with them making them get you know making them get up at 5 a.m and run and you know when i played you know, football in high school, they made us run till we puked and all that stuff and everything. But, um, but when you get, and when you hold scholarships over people's heads and basically you say, you don't lose 15 or 20 pounds, you can't play here. You know, and you know, I had a woman yesterday, a couple of days ago, you know, she said, I had a, I came in in the fall season of my freshman year. I had 530 in the exhibition fall portion of the season. I thought I was, you know, in line to be the starting designated hitter, and then she t- pulls me aside and says, "You got to lose, you got to lose weight." And this, you know, this girl goes and starts chomping on diet pills like they're candy, and eventually has to have a gallbladder surgery. Which, I mean, you know, according to my wife, the nurse, that's that's probably why she had to have gallbladder surgery. And mm-hmm. you know, they said a lot of the team was was also taking diet pills. Uh, I know, you know, the, the original statement from Caitlin Young said a lot of those young women were on were on antidepressants and medication. And that type of stuff. And um, so, I mean, yeah, that's part of it. I mean, it, you know, if, if you've, you know, I know they say toughen up and all that stuff, but you know, if you're, you're 18 years old, you come from a far distance away, you come here, you have all that pressure on you. You know, I mean, I, a lot of these women I talked to said I couldn't go to college if I didn't have a scholarship. Mm-hmm. So they would have had to have gone home, you know, if their scholarship was taken away. And so there's a, an intense amount of pressure on, on, on them. And, um, and they go to extreme measures and, you know, uh, I've talked to women who said they worked out five, six, seven times a day. Um, you know, one girl said she lost 40 pounds and she said she looked like she was emaciated, you know, and, uh, so that type of thing. So that, you know, once again, for us older guys and stuff, it's like body image issues are like, we, you know, I'm sure a lot of people roll their eyes and like, yeah, whatever. But one, it's, you know, it's different for females. Let's be honest. I mean, it's different. And, um, and a lot of those women have told me that those things have stuck with them forever. 
you know, a 30 year old woman tells me, she says she looks in the mirror and she doesn't feel good about herself. And that's, that's just horrible that you're a grown woman with a family and a life and a career. And, you know, you still don't part, part of you doesn't feel good about who you are because something somebody said to you 15 years ago or, yeah. 10 years ago or five years ago or whatever it makes. That's the, that's just, you know, the crazy part of all this is the, the effects, you know, they've had on, on these women. And, and it doesn't matter if it's 10 people or a hundred people or 2000 people. I mean, it, you know, this is, you know, this is, this is, this has really affected people's lives for a long period of time. And, and you're right. You know, if they, if there, maybe if there was some other, if there was more staff, I know a lot of the former players who have contacted me in support of Jane have said that this program has chronically been underfunded. There's been a lot of times there has only been one assistant coach, uh, which I can totally account for. And uh, trust me, I've known Jane for 20 years and Jane and her, uh, her uh, ex-wife as well. And they totally were always like, we never get any attention. We never get any money. You know, they did finally build some new facilities a couple of years ago with the indoor hitting facility and all that. Um, so there were times for big stretches of time when Jane had one assistant and that's mm-hmm. it, you know, so maybe that's part of the, like, maybe you're absolutely right. That there needs to be a, a, more assistant coaches or more counselors around the program or uh, something along those lines that those, those girls feel like they can go to without repercussions and um, that type of thing. So, I mean, I think you're onto something there. One, well, I think it was one of the quotes in one of your articles and one of the girls said, I mean, she recruited me. She knew what I looked like. She knew what my build was. <laughs> and, and yet once we got there, everything changed as well, which all, that kind of blows my mind. But I know recruiting is a whole, I mean, you're trying to build a team. You'll say whatever you can sometimes yeah. to get a team on there. Let's close with this, Nathan. Um, how long until we hear something, a decision from A.D. Roan or the president or someone from the university? Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting that, um, um, and, 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 you know, I, I contacted Matt last Wednesday and, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm not going to say what I said in the text, but I, you know, basically I was encouraging him to say something, you know, because he, you know, Hey, get out in front of this, you know? And, um, uh, but I probably, probably shouldn't even have shared that information, but still, uh, you know, I just, on a, you know, saying you got to say something. And that's when I got, you know, the last statement I got from them was last Wednesday saying, we're not going to talk. And then uh, while this investigation is going on, but then of course, Friday night, they released a statement to another news media outlet here in town, um, which really was just boilerplate anyway. And kind of, <laughs> not only was it boilerplate, it kind of took a shot at me in, 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 a, in the statement as well. But um, so, but I, there's lots of questions. I know if you look, I think you've been saying them on Twitter. I know there's a couple other Twitter accounts that is she suspended? Is she still being around the team? Is she, she has her youth camps coming up later this month. Is she going to be doing those? I mean, it, uh, is it, I think it's certainly at, at the most, she, you know, there should be something where she's not, you know, uh, at least I'm saying, hey, you know, we, we put her on paid, paid leave or something. Or uh, is she recruiting? Is she still out? You know, because they usually go out in the summers to the big camps out in Colorado and California mm-hmm. uh, to recruit players. So, you know, so we don't even know that. But uh, like I said, I do, I do think they are doing a thorough investigation. I think it, it will be a while uh, this is a this is a university uh, that is notoriously um, worried about litigious matters. And they because uh, um, obviously if they terminate her, uh, she very well could come back and try to sue them. Yeah. Uh, and I guarantee you that's why this is going through HR and not through the athletics department. So uh, and that's why this investigation is being done that way uh, because they do want to 
you know, dot all their I's and cross all their T's because that's certainly, you know, the, the university already has about four active lawsuits against it, against it, including one by the Ohio Valley Conference. So uh, they don't want any more legal issues at this point. So uh, I think that'll take it slow, but I, I really would like to hear from them at some point as to whether or not she's still, uh, you know, the active coach, if she's suspended, you know, is she is she recruiting players? The seven players who were still on the roster are they on campus, or is she around them on a daily basis? Um, is she going to have her youth camps? Because I, you know, I mean, at this point, I don't think you could do that, which is which really hurts the program because that that's money that goes back into the program. Uh, so I would hate to see that happen, but I don't, they certainly don't want to have a youth camp and have Haley Haley Sims and Jane Worthington out there doing it. I wouldn't think at this point. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> yeah, but, I think it'll still be a while. I, I do trust them that they're doing a thorough investigation. I wanna, once again, I want to make that very clear. I know people think I'm I'm just dogging <laughs> on them and bragging on them all the time, but I do think they're doing the right thing. And so I don't I don't know how long it'll take, but I don't think it's going to be <laughs> anytime soon. You told me you're like tonight. You're like we need to wait to film this until later in case anything happens. And I'm like, no. just in case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, I hope it does. They've got to get going. I mean, the students will be yeah. back on campus soon, and um, you know they only have seven spots on the roster, and they got to fill those spots. And uh, so if she's not out there recruiting, and not only not recruiting, but with this hanging over everybody, um, mm-hmm. I can't imagine who who's going to want to come play here. You know, right. with all this hanging over your head. So you need to get it done with quick and move forward. And once again, you know. I'll close with this. I know I talked too much, but you know, I've known her. I've known Jane Worthington for 20 years. I have nothing bad to say about Jane Worthington. I was just telling the, the student manager earlier who called me up until last Tuesday, I didn't have one bad thought in my head about Jane Worthington. Never. She's always been very nice to me professionally, personally, nothing bad to say about this. So if there's anybody out there who thinks I have some kind of vendetta or on, on whatever, it's BS, total BS. I have nothing bad to say about her. Um, but I, you hear these women and what they have to say, and I, you just have to take it seriously. And right. maybe, and you know, it'll be up to the university to decide whether or not these accusations are true. And if they, they rise to the level of um, termination or some sort of punishment or some sort of change around the program. Yeah. It's, and I'm with you by the way, too. I, I, I don't have a problem with the length of time it's taking at the moment. Um, as long as the, it concludes in a way that I think is right. Um, and I still, I'm still listening and reading and all that kind of stuff, trying to gather as much information as possible too. I think Matt Roan was on vacation when it broke actually, uh, which probably didn't help the speediness of the situation. And I don't blame him for trying to go on vacation. He's not, he doesn't get a whole lot of vacation time once the school year starts. Yeah. So I don't, don't blame him for that. And maybe, I, you know, I'm not yet. I say he's on vacation. I don't mean, don't put them down for that. I think that's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time and they got to do it right. And like from the, I said from the get go too was they don't want to get sued. So they're going to do everything they can to do this the right way and cover themselves. And that takes time uh, yeah. to do those things as well. Yeah. Cause she can certainly come back with a wrongful termination suit against them. Uh, yes. You know, very, very much. And of course, you know, I, you know, I think we, I think we've talked about this, you know, text messages and stuff, but, you know, they could have very easily, when all this boiled up last week, they could have just kind of quietly retired her off. Right. Um, but I obviously don't think that uh, uh, <laughs> she had any intention of, of doing that. I mean, and I, look, I understand. This is this is her baby. She created this program. She's the only head coach this program's ever had. It's it's in you know it's in her blood. I think uh, uh, I think I think someone told me a couple of years ago that she's they're just going to bury her underneath this field. You know and. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, so there's, I mean, that's just how much I mean, she is EKU softball. She is it. I mean, right. I mean that's, I mean, she is the, the definition of the program, you know, three conference championships, lots of success, lots of wins. Um, so, but yeah, um, we'll have to see how fast it goes, but, uh, the school year will be here before we know it. Kids will be back on campus and, um, uh, they need to fill up those roster spots pretty quick, uh, as well. Because, I mean, because, you know, it, it's still a game. They're still going to have to have a program and whether it's Jane Worthington as the coach or somebody else. And if you decide to move on from Jane, you got to find another coach. You right. Know, in the middle of July, you know, right. So, you can't um, just promote the assistant in this case. <laughs> certainly not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which I and yeah, you kind of wonder about her too. And I mean, obviously, uh, you know, they, they keep her around as well or not. So, uh, yeah. I don't know, tough choices, but I, you know, I just, I'm people can criticize me if they want all day long. I don't care. Um, I, when I, I speak to these women and I hear what they had to say, um, I just, I, I had to let their voices be heard. And I'm, and I'm not someone who takes up causes. I'm not someone who's woke, if you want to use that term or anything, but this, I just, you know can't listen to those people the people who are criticizing me should actually sit down and talk to these people and um because i know a lot of the you know the some other media here in town you know, really kind of blow it off and you know they haven't talked to any talk to them you right. know or read, or one read the story because a lot of people don't actually read the stories they just look at the headlines you know but if you would actually talk to some of these people and hear hear the pain in their voice and you know while watching a woman on facetime cry you know i mean mm-hmm. it's a grown woman crying it's it's it has an effect on you yeah well he's nathan hutchinson sports editor of the richmond register sports uh you can find him on twitter at richmond r sports and online richmondregister.com uh i appreciate you nathan i always have a good time with you when we're at games and things like that as well and i appreciate your work i'm looking forward to your tailgate show Oh, man, tailgate show is going to be awesome. Uh, lunch at Mad Mushroom on game days is going to be phenomenal. We're looking at 10% off pizzas for customers that come in during the show. And we're going to have some you your commercials down, don't you? You got your plugs down already. I got them down, man. <laughs> and then uh, A.W., he, he said uh, Friday I talked with A.W. at practice, and he said, hey, he said, hey I'm going to come over and be on your show. Okay, sounds good. So, I can't promise I'll be there for every game, but I'll, I'll stop by yeah. when I can. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. It'll be a good time. Uh, make sure you follow Nathan. Make sure you read his stuff. It's It's been detailed and good. Uh, I'd say there's there's one quote I didn't agree with, and in, in your I think it was your first article. Maybe it was your second one. I don't remember. Uh, but it, you didn't make the quote. It was somebody else made the quote. So uh, so it was something about – I don't know. I should have looked it up. But anyways, uh, it was something about it. I don't care if it's – if whatever, whatever, if they find out it's true or not, they need to fire. And I thought, well – no, if they if it's true, then they need to fire. If it's not true, they don't need to fire. But um, nonetheless, again, you do the you do the work, and I appreciate that. That's one of the reasons I messaged you when I saw it is because I didn't want to put the time into it to do all the research, and I knew that you you would. So, uh, Trust me, you know, this is like July is supposed to be downtime for sports right. people. You're kind of just getting your stuff ready, and and I was in Florida for a week, and you know, you're supposed to just kind of be coasting through through June and July, and so this is. So it, I got myself into a lot more work because I, 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 you know, I don't think my phone's been on a hundred percent since last Tuesday. I mean, it's just nice. Awesome. Um, so. Promote your YouTube show too, because I'm not sure if, if everybody knows about that one. Okay. Well, we, uh, we're on kind of, we're on our summer hiatus for that right now, but we do do the Richmond register sports show uh, every Sunday, kind of during the uh, EKU uh, high school season as well. We did uh, 
uh, once a week, you get, we give you usually 30 to 45, sometimes up to 60 minutes a week and uh, start off with a recap of everything that happened in the week uh, in Madison County Sports High School and EKU. And then we uh, usually have at least one, maybe two, three to special guests uh, during the week, depending on whatever uh, comes up. We do it on, we usually do it on Sunday and it comes out on Sunday nights. So we try to keep it as uh, fresh and local as we can. And uh, I usually have uh, fed pretty much everybody on, like you saying, you know, kind of the same, same kind of people you have with EKU. We've had Walt Wells on several times. EKU, A-Dub's been on three or four times and uh, all kinds of folks as well. So we try to have a little fun with it. You've, you've, you've seen it. We Sometimes we smoke cigars. Sometimes we have funny hats and funny glasses. And so we don't take ourselves too seriously, but especially with the high school kids, we have a lot of fun. We bring them in and uh, I get, to, I've, you know, I've been around them, most of them quite a bit. So I know them a little bit. So we, we try to have some fun and, and goof around and occasionally I bring some guy named Steve on. I mean, Vince, Vince on. That's right. That's Vince. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His name that, is I, not Steve. It's Vince. No, it's Vince. It's Vince. Yeah. It always has been, always will be. Um, <laughs> to me, you're not Steve. Well, that's an inside joke for no, nobody's yes. going to get that besides you. <laughs> you can cut well, that part out if you want when you put this on. We all know why. Oh, I don't edit, man. Everything's on here. <laughs> Let the world see it. Uh, Nathan, thank you. I really do appreciate your time today. And uh, thanks for what you're doing to cover this story as well. No problem, man. Anytime. There you go. Nathan Hutchinson from the Richmond Register uh, jumping on and talking with us. He's been doing a great job covering the EKU softball situation. So make sure you follow him and uh, keep up to date on all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, thank you for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. Make sure you reach out to our sponsors, Mad Mushroom Pizza. Get $5 off, $20 purchase uh, using the code SPORTS5 if you're ordering online or mentioning the podcast uh, if you order by phone or in person. And then All Around Roofing, again, they give you a free quote. Um, all these companies are local, so support them, right? They're supporting a local podcaster. Go out and support these folks as well. Um, all around roofing, 859-489-5179 for your free quote there. And then IPM Pest and Termite, go to myipm.com, get more information about how they can help you with your pest needs there as well. All right, went a little long today, but thank you for sticking with us. We sure appreciate it. Next week, we'll continue our EKU football position previews. I believe we're going offensive linemen next week. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. Thank you to Dak and to uh, Coach for coming on and chatting with us today uh, also. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. McKinney looks, steps to the pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports.